Hi, and welcome to the Horizon Church podcast. Horizon Church is a Christ-centered, word-based and spirit-led church. We are so happy to bring this week's message to you. And on behalf of our pastors, Brad and Ali Bonhomme and the Horizon Church team, we pray it's a blessing to you. Well, if you have your Bibles, could you please turn with me to the book of John? And we're going to read from chapter 16 and verse 16. All the note takers said, Amen because paper has better memory than me, slash your phone. (laughs) John chapter 16, verse 16. This morning and tonight, I'm gonna be preaching a message called the authority of peace. The authority of peace. John chapter 16, verse 16. Jesus went on to say, in a little while, you will see me no more. And then after a little while, you uh, will see me. Verse 17, at this, some of his disciples said to one another, what does he mean by saying, in a little while, you will see me no more. And then after a little while, you will see me. And because I am going to the Father, question mark. Verse 18, they kept asking, notice not just once, they kept asking, What does he mean by saying, or by a little while? We don't understand what he is saying. There's a couple of instances in the ministry of Jesus where Jesus takes his disciples on a journey of revelation. In this journey of revelation, there's some things that the disciples caught understood, comprehended, comprehendo, comprehended. (laughs) They comprehended, but there were times where the disciples did not comprehend or understand what Jesus was saying. So two examples would be in the parable of the sower. Jesus spoke about a man who went out to sow. And the Bible tells us that the disciples spoke to Jesus and they said to Jesus, Jesus, We don't understand what you are speaking about. And so Jesus then had to explain to the disciples what the parable of the sower actually meant. The second occasion, or another occasion I should say, is when Jesus began to wash the disciples' feet. And Peter, you'll remember in the story, said to Jesus, Jesus, you can't do this. And Jesus said to him, if I do not wash your feet, you have no part with me. Jesus, of course, went on to humbly wash the feet of the disciples. In the passage that we read this morning, it's another instance where Jesus was bringing something that was of heavenly revelation and the disciples failed to understand, they failed to comprehend what Jesus was actually speaking about. Now, we know that when Jesus said, in a little while you will see me, and then in a little while you will see me, we know, looking now from the future to the past, that Jesus was speaking about His imminent death, and of course, His resurrection, and of course, After that, his ascension. But to the disciples, 
even though Jesus was a master teacher, they failed to comprehend and to understand, and we could say to fully grasp this revelation, this thought, and their their understanding of the teaching of Jesus was actually limited. Comprehension is a powerful thing because comprehension allows you to take the information that's been, that you've received and to make sense of it. There are times in our lives where you don't understand something, you have an inability to comprehend. For example, Ikea furniture. If you've ever bought Ikea furniture, there are some of you who are masterful, but there are average people like me. (laughs) I fail to comprehend and understand the instructions because I have this personal belief, you don't need the instructions. You'll just look at it and you'll figure it out. And how many of you know that Ikea furniture has created many, many problems in marriages? This week I took my daughter's car in for a service and the service was $480. But in the text message that I received, they were saying 480, yes, that's the basic service, but you need to fix this, this and this in Tori's car, coming up to $2,500. Now, I'm not a mechanic, so and my understanding of cars, I have a measure of understanding, but I don't fully comprehend uh, an engine and all the bits and pieces that they are speaking about. So how many of you know that that then leads to frustration and it leads to a sense of, am I getting ripped off or are these people telling me the truth? Come on, someone help me this morning. Comprehension is powerful. Comprehension allows you to receive information, to understand it, to process it, so that you know what, come on church, you know what decision to make if you understand, if you have comprehension. But then there are times in our lives where you have no comprehension. Perhaps for some of you, you have a child who does not sleep. And for many months, for some for years, you don't understand what is going on. And because of your lack of understanding, your lack of comprehension, it has led to frustration. For some, you've had a health challenge or perhaps a financial loss of some sort or a door that will not open. And you are seeking, come on church, you are seeking comprehension. You are seeking understanding, but because of a lack of understanding, a lack of information that you can receive, process, digest and make sense of it, when you don't understand something, when there is a lack of comprehension, it leads to frustration. We can look at this passage and we can say, from the 21st century uh, uh, Christian point of view, uh, how could the disciples miss that? I mean, Jesus was speaking. He said, in a little while, you will see me. And then in a little while, you will no longer see me. Uh, We look at it and we say, well, of course he's speaking about his death and 
His resurrection and eventually Jesus said, and I will go to the Father, speaking about His ascension. But the truth is, is that if you and I were one of the disciples, we probably would have missed it as well. What does He mean in a little while? Is He going to the bakery and coming back with some donuts in a little while? You won't see me and then in a little while you will see me. What is Jesus actually speaking about? Is He speaking about going and spending some time with his father in the wilderness? Is he gonna have a prayer meeting by himself? Is he, going to, is he going to minister somewhere else and then eventually come back? What does he mean by a little while? And this lack of precision, this lack of understanding left room in the hearts and in the minds, excuse me, of the disciples where it could have a, a multiple, uh, a possible multiple meaning. Uh, for example, if a friend says to you, I'll see you in a little while, all the organised people, you struggle with that because your life operates on a calendar, on a timetable. If your son or your daughter says to you, I'll see you in a little while. Well, what does a little while mean? Does that mean 5pm? Does that mean 6pm? Does that mean 7pm? And we find the disciples in this place where they are frustrated. Why? Because they have no comprehension of what Jesus is saying. In a little while you will see me and then in a little while you won't see me. I'm going back to the Father. And watch this in John chapter 16, verse 19. They were so frustrated by this that they actually had a group huddle and they said, do you understand? Do you understand? Peter, do you know? John, do you know? Watch John chapter 16, verse 19. Jesus saw that they wanted to ask Him about this. So He said to them, are you asking one another what I meant when I said, in a little while you will see me no more, then after a little while you will see me. Why? These disciples were frustrated because of a lack of comprehension. What is Jesus speaking about? And in fact, if you look at John chapter 16, verse 18 again, it says, and, it, and it's plain, we don't understand what He is saying. But church, it gets worse. Jesus takes them on a journey where they're even more confused about what He's saying. Look at John chapter 16, verse 20. Very truly, I tell you, this is like true, true. You will weep and mourn while the world rejoices. They're like, what kind of prophecy is that? <laughs> you will grieve. That's not the kind of word you want. <laughs> but your grief will be uh, will turn to joy. Verse 21, a woman giving birth to a child has pain because her time has come. But when her baby is born, she forgets the anguish. They're like, what is Jesus speaking? Childbirth. <laughs> what does this have to do with a little while? She forgets the anguish because of her joy that a child is born into the world. So with you, now is your time of grief. They're like, well, why should I be sad? I don't feel grief. And so Jesus is speaking to them about His death and His resurrection, but 
their lack of comprehension, their lack of understanding made them, caused them to be frustrated. Now watch verse 32. Jesus keeps going. And He says, the time is coming and in fact has come when you will be scattered. But we like hanging out with each other. We like this discipleship group that we're a part of. Each to your own home. And these disciples trying to understand what is going on or what's coming out of the mouth of Jesus and their inability to fully grasp God's plan left them with uncertainty and doubt. We earnestly strive. We earnestly strive to understand. And in fact, the Bible, particularly in the book of Proverbs, speaks to us about grasping things. It tells us that uh, having wisdom, having understanding, uh, the Bible says that that's a good thing to understand. But today I want to preach to people and I want to preach a message today to people who are on their God journey and they're hearing things from God, but you're left with unanswered questions. You're frustrated and you don't completely understand. Because in the purposes of God, God takes us on a journey and He moves us from A to B to C. And for some reason in His wisdom, He takes us back to A. Then you go to the letter D, then you land on some letter that you didn't even know existed. And it's the spaghetti call of God, Christianity, that you and I are called to be a part of. And as we journey out the purposes of God, there's this craving in us. I want to understand. I want to comprehend what God is doing. You see, you have been conditioned to comprehend and to understand. You cannot go from grade one to grade two, three, four, five, all the way through to year 12, all the way through to university, graduate from university. If you don't comprehend and you don't understand what's been taught to you in that particular year, in that particular time, in that particular moment. We've been conditioned to comprehend. We've been conditioned to understand. But what I've discovered in the call and in the purposes of God is that you won't always get the clarity that you want. Jesus said, my words are spirit and our earthly finite mind can never fully understand all the things that He is communicating. And if you crave comprehension, and if you crave understanding, and if you crave it too much, it'll lead you to confusion. Because there are certain things in the call of God you will never understand. There are certain things in the journey that God takes you on that you will never ever have all of your questions answered. Over years and years of ministry, there are so many questions that one day I'd like to ask God. <laughs> one day when I see Him, why? <laughs> what about this? 
What about that situation? Why? But I've come to discover in the call of God that there are times when you will not understand and you won't understand what is going on. And it brings you to a place where there is a crossroad in the call of God in your life. And we long for clarity in this divine design. But divine design will not always give you clarity. Divine design will not always give to you what you want, when you want, and how you want it. We have to go on a journey where we trust and obey with unanswered questions. Why did you have a miscarriage? I don't know. It's an unanswered question. Why do you feel lonely? Why did your husband cheat on you? Why won't your child, your son, your daughter talk to you? Why does every day seem so hard? These unanswered questions of life, our desire to have comprehension is good. Understanding is good. But I'm here to tell you today that there are many, many things you will never understand on this side of eternity. And the disciples, we don't understand. Let's have a group huddle. What's he talking about? Do you know what he's, I don't know what he's, let's ask, what are you talking about? The disciples themselves were trying to grasp something that was of eternal value and they could, come on church, they could not understand. You see, your lack of understanding, your lack of comprehension as to what is going on in your world is not your enemy. It's not your enemy. Yes, there are certain things where God will give us insight. I think it's Proverbs that says, uh, it's the glory of God to conceal a matter, but it's the glory of kings to search it out. There are things that God will reveal, but there's many, many things you will lack comprehension and understanding. And some of you this morning find yourself in that place like the disciples, I don't understand. Some of you this morning are right exactly where they are. I know some, we know in part, we prophesy in part, but I don't understand. Jesus sees all of this and Jesus is a part of this, of course, this dialogue with the disciples. Their lack of comprehension, their lack of understanding, unanswered questions. So what's then the heavenly solution? What's the heavenly solution for when you do not comprehend and you do not understand? Jesus takes all of this uh, this conversation, this dialogue that's gone on with the disciples. And he said this to them. He said, let's finish this conversation like this. Let's finish and bring a full stop to your lack of understanding. John chapter 16, verse 33. These things I have spoken to you 
that in me you may have peace. In the world, come on church, in the world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Watch this, their lack of comprehension was met with the peace of God. You will not always get the answers. You will not always know why those things happen. You will not always know why He's leading you in a little while, we will see, little while you won't see, go to the Father, you will grieve. What are you talking about? We do not understand, but there is a promise in it all. And that is, don't seek for comprehension. Watch this, seek the peace of God. The peace, the peace. Come on church, the peace that comes from God. The wind will blow unhappy things into your life. Not everything is gonna look right all of the time. I pray it is. (laughs) I pray that every area of your life is just 11 out of 10. But those of you who've lived long enough will know some things are a four, some things are 11 out of 10, other things are 0.1 and just kind of hanging on for life. But watch this, even though you are experiencing chaos on the outside, God's peace in the middle of it all can keep your spirit and your mind calm. Thank God for His peace. Peace does not mean you will not have problems. Peace means that your problems will not have you. Comprehension is good. And comprehension, if God chooses to give it to you, come on, I'm preaching to some, I can feel it in the Holy Spirit this morning. Comprehension is good, but what's better is peace. Can you say amen? Amen. Come on, church, can you say amen? Now that was my introduction. So now I need to give you three things about peace. Are you ready? The promise, number one, of peace is not predicated on the understanding of the disciples. That's a good one right there. The promise of peace is not predicated on the understanding of the disciples. Here's the lie from Satan. Comprehension leads to peace. No, it does not. Now, comprehension can be an important element. Don't get me wrong, but it is not the sole source of the peace that we seek. Peace is not predicated on your understanding. For the rest of your life, there are certain things you will never, ever get an answer to. But God, in the middle of it all, gives us, come on church, this is a mature message this morning, He gives us His Peace. Philippians chapter 4, verse 7. What a beautiful verse. What a great verse for this morning. And the peace of God, watch this, which surpasses. Come on, you don't need understanding church to have peace. Come on now this morning. You've been conditioned that you need comprehension. No, you don't. 
You've been conditioned that you must understand in order to make sense of it. Many things in life, yes. But when it comes to your spiritual walk, there are unanswered questions. And this peace that comes from God, somebody say amen this morning, it surpasses all understanding. Watch this. Will God, come on, say the word God. Come on, online, God. It will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. This peace that surpasses all understanding transcends the reach of human thought. It's so powerful. It's from God Himself. Human thought says that you should be fretful, fearful, awake through the night. You should be agitated because of what you're, what's going on. The Bible says this peace that comes from God transcends all, it surpasses all understanding. You don't need understanding to have God's peace. The Bible says it will guard your heart. The Greek word that's used there for guard, it's describing a Roman garrison. A Roman garrison was made up of 300 to 1,000 soldiers. So think about that for a moment. 300 to 1,000 soldiers standing around you. It will guard your heart and, come on church, it will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. Can you say amen? amen? Let's go back to the point. The peace that God gives to us is not predicated on your comprehension. Now watch this, watch what Jesus does. Jesus recognises this conversation that's going on. We don't, we don't, do you understand? We don't understand, do you understand, Peter? I don't know, Thomas, do you understand? I don't understand. Watch what Jesus does in John chapter 16, verse 19. Jesus saw that they wanted to ask him about this. So he said to them, He recognises your confusion. He recognises your lack of comprehension. Watch this, He sees it. Come on church, He sees it, He sees it. Jesus saw that they wanted to ask Him about this. So He speaks, He said to them, He tried to explain some things, but He puts a full stop on peace. Jesus can look beyond the situation of bewildered disciples and provide them with a sense of encouragement. Can you say amen? You can be weak. You can lack understanding. But He sees you. He loves you. He's for you. And He gives you today the promise of peace. Amen. Can we just give the Lord a hand of praise for peace? He's wonderful. He is the Prince of Peace. He is the wonderful Prince of Peace today. Number two, believers embrace a dual existence. So number one, we recognise I don't need to comprehend or understand to have peace. It's not predicated on my understanding. All the thinkers, you're struggling with this this morning because you must know. <laughs> Come on, this is supernatural that we're speaking about this morning. This is the presence of God. 
But believers, we embrace a dual existence. As believers, we live in two worlds. How many of you know that to be true? Uh, We live in the physical world, five senses, uh, but we're also part of a a spiritual, eternal world. Uh, Twice in John chapter 17, when Jesus prayed for his disciples, he said to them, you are not of this world. But we're in Christ, but you still need to jump in your car, drive out of this place and live in this world. The dishes are not going to do themselves. (laughs) The dog's not going to feed himself. The house is not going to get cleaned by itself. The bill's not going to pay for itself. (laughs) It's still work tomorrow. And there's, there's, there's a pressure. There's a hostile pressure that comes in this world. But in Jesus, come on, in Jesus, we have peace. Paul describes it so beautifully in 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 9. You've, you've listened to my preaching over the years. It's probably one of the Scriptures I've quoted the most over the years, where Paul says, for a great and effective door has opened to me. I just wish there was a full stop right there. How wonderful would that be? <laughs> that would just be the dream situation. Paul says, a great and effective door has opened to me and there are many adversaries. Wherever there is spiritual opportunity, there are satanic obstacles. Uh, opportunity and opposition coexist. It's called the, the parallel of, of tension. We have this dual existence as believers. The thing that I noticed about the first time in this verse actually this week, which kind of made me um, happy that I saw it, but sad all at the same time. I noticed adversaries was plural. <laughs> I only saw that this week. Who was it? Why couldn't it have been singular? Adversary. <laughs> there are many, Paul says, adversaries, many things that are going on. There's hostile pressure all around. But God's peace is not contingent upon our external circumstances. God's peace, church, is constant, it's unwavering, and regardless of whether your current circumstance is favourable or challenging, God's peace is there for you. This deep, enduring peace, even though there may be an adversary or adversaries for some of you this morning. This dual existence as a believer of the spiritual life and joy that we have in Jesus Christ. But you still got to go home and feed the kids. <laughs> They're going to make a mess this afternoon and pressure's going to be there. There's, there's a hostile pressure that's going on. But church, this morning we have the peace that comes from God and you're trying to understand and your comprehension is hurting you. And it's hurting the peace of God in your life because this may be a scenario of unanswered questions. And in the dual existence that we have, we can draw upon the peace that comes from God, this deep reservoir of His peace, keeping your heart and your mind calm in Jesus' Name. For God has not given to us a spirit of fear, 
but of power. Come on, power, love, and a sound mind. The Greek word for sound mind is clear thinking. In the peace of God, in the peace of God, guarding our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. Number three, peace and trouble do not negate one another. <laughs> uh, wouldn't it be good if peace got rid of trouble? <laughs> that, that would be brilliant. But having peace does not mean I am without trouble. There's a big storm. The disciples were in the boat. Where was Jesus? Asleep on a pillow. <laughs> trouble can be all around us. But this promise that comes from God is that we have peace. You make the mistake to believe that you need peace to get rid of trouble. Peace keeps you calm, keeps you right, calms your heart and your mind. Watch this, in the middle of the storm. Jesus promises that His peace becomes apparent in the very middle of trouble and conflict. John chapter 16, verse 33, where Jesus said, in this world, you will have tribulation. Uh, some of your translations say trouble. Uh, another translation will use the word persecution. Uh, trouble from every side. The New Revised Standard Version says, um, trials and sorrows. Jesus Himself said, these things will come. But in me, in Jesus, we have peace. Watch the verse again, John chapter 16, verse 33. It finishes off by saying, but take heart. Come on, this is Jesus speaking to confused disciples. He says, take heart. Come on, that's a word from God for you today. The word take heart, that's used there, the, the Greek word, uh, can mean courage, to take courage today. Some of you have lost your courage because of the storm. Uh, another, uh, another way of interpreting that word is be of good cheer. Come on, be of good cheer. There's joy available for you today. Take heart, why? Jesus said, I have overcome the world. You have not been overcome by your circumstance today. Jesus said, I have overcome the world. If He has overcome your situation, then you have overcome it as well. Why? Because we are in Him. There is peace. God's supernatural peace for you today. The world system is an enemy of God and, and His people. The world system opposed the message of Jesus and His ministry, but Jesus won the victory over that system. He has overcome, He has overcome and He has ruined Satan's kingdom. Jesus forever is the victor. Now let me come back to comprehension. We strive for comprehension. You're striving to understand. But in the striving, it's limiting your peace. 
You may never understand and you may never have a full comprehension, a full understanding of the why. What you do have is peace. Watch this. Mary is pregnant with baby Jesus. Come on, you gotta catch this now. And Elizabeth, old Elizabeth, she's pregnant. She's about to give birth to John the Baptist. They were six months apart between Jesus and John the Baptist. So Mary is like, this is like, I'm a teenager. This angel's come to me, told me I'm pregnant. I need to go to Auntie Mary's, uh, Auntie Elizabeth's house and have a conversation with her about this. She goes to Elizabeth's house. Elizabeth's pregnant with John the Baptist. Mary greets Elizabeth, watch this. And the Bible says that the baby in her womb leapt and she was filled with the Holy Spirit. Watch this. John the Baptist was in an unconscious state. He lacked understanding of who the baby was. He was in the womb of his mum. But in an unconscious state, he recognised something. In the conscious state, in Matthew chapter 11, He sent the disciples to Jesus, His disciples. John the Baptist sent His disciples and He said, are you the coming one or do we look for another? Be careful of the conscious state because it'll stop you from seeing Jesus. In the unconscious state, the baby recognised Jesus. Comprehension is good, but it's not always your friend. What's better? is the peace that comes from God. We need His peace. Stop praying. Watch this now. This is Dad Brad now. (laughs) Stop praying for comprehension. Start asking for peace. Peace. God, I need Your peace. It is the authority of peace, shalom, shalom over you. Uh, the, The word shalom means completeness. It means wholeness. Come on, it's tranquility. Some of you need tranquility today. In the middle of the storm, you can be like Jesus on the pillow. (laughs) There is a tranquility, a Holy Spirit tranquility. That's for you today if you stop seeking comprehension and you ask for peace. Come on, does anyone need peace today? Does anyone need the peace of God? Lord, I need Your peace. Spirit of God speaking to me now. Some of you, your thought life is is racing and this thought's going this way and that thought's going like this and Three hours later, it's gonna be all different. (laughs) Come on, this peace that we're speaking about today, it guards your heart and it guards your mind. Come on, remember the Roman garrison. It guards your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. Some of our family that are watching online today, I speak peace over you, peace in your home. 
peace in your car, peace wherever you are. He is the Prince of Peace. I speak peace in Jesus' mighty Name. Come on, if the Lord's speaking to you and you're saying, I need a fresh infilling of His peace. Can you just stand up just right where you are? Muso, singers, you can come. We need the peace that comes from God. Stand up. We need peace today. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful peace. Remembering that a fruit of the Spirit is... Oh, come on now, church. Don't back down on me. A fruit of the Spirit is... Now the fruit of the Spirit, Galatians chapter 5, is love, joy and peace. An evidence of the work of the Spirit of God in your life is that you will know His peace. So Lord, we abide in Jesus today. We abide in You. We thank You. We thank You. Thank You for peace. I speak a supernatural, yeah, come on, Spirit of God's moving right now. I speak a supernatural, supernatural tranquility right now. A Holy Spirit tranquility over your heart. A Holy Spirit tranquility over your mind. There's a mum that's here today and the, the kids are running wild. I wanna say to you, you can have peace. There's a university student that's here today and it's like so much pressure. You can have peace. Some of you are under financial pressure, marriage pressure. You can have peace today. Peace, there is peace in Jesus. Watch the contrast. In the world, tribulation. In me, peace. We go to Jesus and we say, we worship You. We worship You. Thanks for listening to this week's message. For more info about Horizon Church, please visit our website at hz.church. Have a fantastic day and we hope to see you again soon.